listening to the Paul McGuire Report. This is Paul McGuire. On today's program, we're going to expose the hidden works of darkness and reveal to you what is really happening in America right now and planet Earth. Uh, we are in a period of literally unprecedented chaos, but this chaos is not random chance, accidental chaos. This chaos is all part of a carefully orchestrated plan. Now, that's imperative to understand that the chaos we see in the media, in our nation and across the world, the wars, the violence, Hamas invading Israel, uh, the, the battle that could be a war going on, Ukraine and Russia, China, the, the instability of America, the crumbling uh, of our social institutions. I was watching uh, I forget what news channel, and they were showing uh, clips from interviews where uh, prominent uh, U.S. senators, I believe it was U.S. senators, were um, questioning the heads of uh, a number of the most prestigious universities in the United States of America and Ivy League universities obviously, in the United States of America. And they were pressing them. Uh, I only caught part of the uh, news program, but I saw the heads of these universities, the presidents of these various big-time universities, being questioned regarding their uh, promotion of anti-Semitism, uh, aggressively promoting anti-Semitism and continuing to stir up anti-Semitism. And I don't know who the group was besides the senators. It seemed like there were a lot of uh, very bright and high-powered lawyers who were uh, turning up the heat on these university professors and, and asking them, essentially, you know, you're uh, promoting all these uh, so so-called social justice causes you, you talk uh, an enormous amount about inclusion, which, of course, means including everybody, accepting everybody, and promoting a climate of diversity. But you and I know that's a bunch of you-know-what. There's no true diversity being promoted either in corporate America or uh, the universities or colleges. There's no true diversity. There's selective diversity. In other words, if you happen to be part of whatever the latest politically correct list of people based on sexuality, uh, ethnicity, um, origin, national origin, religion, and all these other factors. If, if you fit into one of the cubicles of what is considered the worthy list, and by worthy I mean worthy of being included, well, yeah, you're included as long as you robotically obey the dictates of of what has become <clears throat> an Orwellian 1984-style totalitarianism that has taken over our universities, our colleges, our media. Uh, our, our educational institutions, 
entertainment industry and so on and so forth. It goes on forever. But these lawyers were hammering and they were not letting these university professors, I think one was the president of Harvard, one was the president of Yale, one was the president of MIT, Massachusetts Institute of Technology, and they weren't letting them squirm out of it. So I'm watching the behavior of these university professors, and these university professors are like soulless despots who, who have managed to manipulate their way into power by uh, promoting political correctness wherever it happens to be infused in the campus. So what these lawyers and, and, and others were doing was that they were very aggressively challenging the university presidents about why should they continue to get funding if they're not going to uh, protect uh, against anti-Semitism. And although they were there to specifically address anti-Semitism, you could tell that the philosophical legal pathway that they were walking down was just a short distance from what will inevitably uh, come next if, if they are successful in protecting anti-Semitism. Because that means what, what else should be inclusive or included would be Christians and the Christian faith and the biblical worldview. But you see, we have lost our nation because of the famous expression from uh, a well-known philosopher who, who wrote and stated, the only thing necessary for evil to triumph is for good men to do nothing. And that, that is what has happened in America during the last 60 years, especially. It actually goes back aggressively uh, far before that. It goes back 100 years prominently. And the seeds of it began even at the time of the American Revolution. Because remember, as I exposed in my book, The Greatest Battle for the Hearts and Minds of Mankind in the History of the World, when the pilgrims and Puritans came to America to escape persecution, in, in Europe and England especially, they were infiltrated by people pretending to be Bible-believing Christians. And these infiltrators were high-level occultists from Europe. And so these occultists, who belong to uh, organizations like uh, the, the, the former name of the Illuminati was the Rosicrucians and then the Freemasons and other occultic societies were very much involved in the, the beginning of America and in sending ships from Europe, large ships from Europe that contained people pretending to be Christians, naming themselves Christians, but who actually were occultists and Rosicrucians and Freemasons. So, so the beginnings, the very beginnings of, of the seed planting, if you will, of the New World Order began in early America, and actually in the 1600s, with people like Sir Francis Bacon, a massively powerful and influential occultist, uh, Sir John Dee, a massively famous and powerful occultist. And these men were very learned men. Uh, they were occultists, but they were also prominent scientists. Sir Francis Bacon is credited 
with being the, the founder, if you will, of what is called the scientific method. But they were high-powered cultists, and the thing that I want to bring out about them since the very beginning of, of America is they established their subgroups, their, their occult network, which is global and which exists today. Um, they had an, an invisible occult network which operated out in the open. You see the symbols of that, the prominent symbols of occult religions and, and Freemasonry, etc., are all over Washington, D.C. Everything from the architecture to the uh, actual ge uh, geographic layout of the streets all are based on occultic symbols. The, the uh, Washington Monument is, and, and if you're offended, I apologize, but this is an historical fact, the Washington Monument was intended to be a representation of a phallic symbol going back to ancient Babylon at the time of the Tower of Babel. And the capital dome was intended to represent the womb of Semiramis, who was the wife of Nimrod. And remember, Nimrod and Semiramis were the two human beings who were largely responsible for the uh, establishment of Mystery Babylon. And so when you see the womb represented by the dome of the U.S. Capitol facing the phallic symbol of the Washington Monument, I mean, I don't have to explain to you what that implies. There is a very obvious implication uh, being portrayed when you see a giant phallic symbol and a womb. And I'm not going to spell it out to you, because if you don't know what that means, well, then I don't know what to tell you. So, so that, though, that's, a, that's occult symbolism. You see, deeper than the sexual meaning is the occultic meaning. And so Sir, uh, Francis, Sir, Sir Francis Bacon and Sir John Dee, they actually were communicating and channeling Enochian fallen angels. And they taught themselves, especially Sir John Dee, but he, he related this teaching to Sir Francis Bacon. They taught themselves the language of the Enochian angels, the Enochian fallen angels. These are the fallen angels referred to in the book of Enoch, the extra book of, uh, the, extra book of the Bible, which actually is sanctioned by the Bible, because within the text of the Bible, there is reference made to the book of Enoch as a source of information. So these high-level scientists, these high-level political advisors, they advised the British Empire, they advised Queen Elizabeth, and they communicated with the Enochian angels. And the Enochian angels, and this is important to grasp, you can't, you can't minimize uh, the danger of not understanding the implications of what I just said in the modern world. If you don't grasp the deeper meaning of what I just explained to you, remember, the book of Proverbs says knowledge is power. So obviously, ignorance is weakness. If you don't have knowledge of what's really going on behind the scenes in this world, you are going to be a slave. You're going to be defeated. 
And none of this is, is what God wants for his people, his children. So what I'm trying to communicate to you, and you, you need to study this, okay? I don't care if you go to a church that won't talk about it. You're going to the wrong church. That's not my problem. That's between you and the Lord. And the Lord is, is kind and patient, but he will deal with you as he deals with me and he deals with all of us. And he'll convict you about where you're going to church and, and what teaching you're sitting under. So. Sir John D. and Sir Francis Bacon communicated in the Enochian language, and they learned to communicate and to channel these Enochian fallen angels. Who gave, and it was these Enochian fallen angels that gave Sir Francis Bacon and Sir John D. a very specific plan for the British Empire. They gave... Uh, these men specific plans regarding the development and implementation of technology and advanced sciences. These Enochian angels gave all kinds of economic knowledge, geopolitical knowledge, military knowledge to these men, who then gave it to the heads of the British Empire, which at that time was the largest empire uh, on planet Earth. And these men gave this fallen angel information to the Queen of England. Now, the British Empire and people like the Rothschilds and the international bankers and uh, the kings and queens of uh, England took these occult messages and these occult plans seriously, and then they marshaled their resources after the Council of the Enochian Angels and began to expand their, their British Empire on every front, being guided through high-level occult mechanisms like the specific plans coming from the Enochian angels. So the British Empire began to expand militarily by using drugs, uh, the sale of drugs, especially opium, in, in what was called the Opium Wars, which enslaved uh, the vast nation of China and other nations, they used drugs like today. They use drugs to subjugate nations. Um, they use drugs. They use their soldiers. They used cannons and ships and economic means. Uh, Rothschild and the, the creation of the central banks, later called in America the Federal Reserve. These all have heavy-duty occultic roots that came from the occult communication of the Enochian angels to Sir Francis Bacon and Sir John Dee. Okay, so what I'm trying to communicate to you is that Christians cannot be naive about the true nature of where, of where real power comes from. Because if we're going to fight a spiritual war, and if we're going to win this spiritual war, which God wants us to, because that's how we win souls for Jesus Christ, that's how we make disciples of all nations. That's how we ignite a biblical uh, revival. All of these things happen when God's people learn how to operate and use the highest levels of spiritual power available to mankind in the universe. And the primary mechanism of, of the highest level of spiritual power is, has nothing to do with Luciferian power, or satanic power, or occultic power, or fallen Enochian angels. 
all of which do have degrees of power, but the ultimate power belongs to the Lamb that sits upon the throne in the throne room of God, whose name is the Lord Jesus Christ, King of kings and Lord of lords. It's he alone that rules, because he is God Almighty. He is the supreme being. He is the infinite personal living God of the universe. He is the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. And so his throne is above all other thrones in the universe and on planet Earth. And we need to remember that as believers in Jesus Christ. But then, as believers in Jesus Christ, we need to do what it says by the term believers in Jesus Christ, which is we need to believe what Jesus Christ says about this world, says about spiritual power, says about reality. We need to believe, as believers in Jesus Christ, we need to believe the Word of God, and we need to believe in the biblical supreme being, and we need to believe and act on the promises and teachings in God's Word, specifically as it relates to power, things like knowledge, but knowledge can only be gathered from the knowledge of truth. Knowledge gathered from truth gives us power. And in addition to that, the power that comes from God's Word or God's knowledge, we have the power of the Holy Spirit. Not an unholy spirit, not a demon, not a fallen angel. We have the power that comes from the Holy Spirit. And this power is referred to by Jesus Christ, who commanded his disciples before he ascended into heaven to go and tarry or wait in Jerusalem in prayer and fasting and seeking the Lord until the Lord clothes them or clothe them with power from on high, which is the dunamis or explosive dynamite force of God. This spiritual power called the dunamis, or the explosive dynamite power of God, represents the greatest power in the universe, and according to to every believer and to the church, if they will believe and receive the supernatural power of God, then God will anoint his people, and God's people will be victorious in the spiritual battle which is raging and will culminate in the last day's battle of the great spiritual war known as Armageddon, when Jesus Christ returns to the earth riding a white horse, and along with Jesus Christ returning to the earth, Jesus Christ is followed literally by the vast armies of heaven who are also riding white horses, and they descend uh, to the geographic territory uh, known as Armageddon in the Valley of Megiddo, and they, fe- and they defeat once and for all the Antichrist, the false prophet, all those who worship the mark of the beast, all those who received the chip implant or the nano chip implant or the DNA implant known as the mark of the beast, 666. All of these people are subjugated by an invasion from heaven. When God, who is the Lord, God, takes back control of planet Earth, and we are moving close towards that time period. In addition to that, it is imperative to properly understand, from Genesis to Revelation, it is important to understand the biblical role of Israel 
not your opinion of Israel, not somebody's teaching of Israel. God's biblical teaching, God's biblical instruction directly derived from the Word of God regarding Israel. Because remember, God made an everlasting covenant with the physical descendants of Abraham regarding the physical land of Israel. And it was an everlasting covenant, which means God made an everlasting contract, an everlasting covenant in which he promised to Abraham and his physical descendants that God would give them the physical land of Israel, including Jerusalem, that God would give that to them as their inheritance in the last days. And because the covenant is everlasting, and it's important to read the scripture uh, meticulously, the word is everlasting covenant. God didn't just say, I'm going to make a covenant with you. God said, I'm going to make an everlasting covenant with you. And so it's not a conditional covenant. Now, God made numerous covenants in the Bible, and some of those covenants are conditional. In fact, God made many covenants with the church and with with Israel, which are very much conditional, like the blessings and the curses outlined in Deuteronomy 28. Um, They are specifically they represent a conditional covenant by God that if God's people, and he was addressing the Jews, but the pilgrims and Puritans um, adopted the covenant themselves by faith in God's word, if God's people worshipped only the true God and God's people did not worship idols, if God's people hearkened diligently to obey, obey the word of God or the voice of the Lord thy God, then there's this long list of incredible blessings that are poured out on God's people. I, I talk about this both in A Prophecy of a Future of America, Volume 1, and A Prophecy of a Future of America, Volume 2, which you can get at paulmcguire.us. So if God's people worship only the true God and don't worship idols, and if God's people hearken diligently, not just like half-heartedly, it says, if you hearken diligently to the voice of the Lord your God, that means if you are quick to obey the word of the Lord, God's word, then all these blessings will be poured out upon you. Now, these are economic blessings, geopolitical blessings, biological blessings, agricultural blessings, blessings when you come in, blessings when you come out. The whole reason that the Spirit of God ignited and birthed what is called the American dream, is because the pilgrims and Puritans adopted by faith the covenant in Deuteronomy 28, the blessings and the curses. And when you read all the blessings in detail, it's obvious that the will of God is to to grant to his people on earth a kind of earthly paradise that's reminiscent of the original earthly paradise that God had in mind for mankind and God demonstrated to mankind when God created not only planet Earth but paradise or the Garden of Eden and gave the Garden of Eden or paradise to the original genetic man and woman, Adam and Eve, 
who were also granted the spiritual authority to be the rulers or to rule and reign over paradise and planet Earth. And, and Adam and Eve were granted the spiritual authority to be the kings and queens of planet Earth. Now, this is a massive download of God's truth in the last days. And so, on one hand, we have Lucifer seducing and enticing people by giving a limited amount of power or a limited amount of favor or whatever, all designed to function as a snare or a deception to the human race. Okay, so back, well, let's, before we go back to Sir John Dee and Sir Francis Bacon, these master occultists, we have to understand something about the DNA, if you will, or the genetic code of what is known as America. Unfortunately, the church has forfeited its responsibility to teach that in the churches, and thus our churches are bankrupt of that essential knowledge, which also grants power. And because the church is bankrupt of that knowledge, it, it has forfeited its responsibility to pass that knowledge on to our educational institutions, our scientific institutions, our technological institutions, our legal system, our medical system, and so on and so forth. Now, you have to understand this. You have to understand. It's mandatory that you understand. And when I say understand, I'm talking about it is mandatory that you understand on the level of divine revelation, which should be exploding in your mind and heart right now, Divine revelation is being poured out by the Spirit of God regarding the truth of the spiritual genetic structure of America and America's spiritual destiny according to Almighty God. Now, first of all, the, the human race, with the exception of Israel, and only when Israel was walking in a right relationship with their God. When Israel was rebelling from the biblical God, they would move into slavery and captivity. And so, conditionally, they were under a curse. And so, when, when Israel, through their disobedience, was inheriting a curse, they really couldn't shine the total light of the Word of God to the pagan nations. Although, the pagan nations did observe that when Israel obeyed and worshipped its God, they would prosper. And the pagan nations also observed that when um, Israel disobeyed and worshipped the pagan gods, they would be under a curse. So the pagan nations observed through the nation of Israel, whether Israel was being blessed or whether Israel was being cursed, was always contingent, they knew that it was always contingent upon the obedience of Israel to their God or the disobedience of Israel to their God. Now, the world, with the exception of Israel, has always been under one form or another of this mystery Babylon structure, which contains the spiritual DNA of Lucifer and it's designed to produce a new world order, which is a Luciferian counterfeit of the kingdom of heaven. 
And so we see even today in our modern society and world that the entire fallen world and the leaders of this world, the globalist elite, the Luciferian elite, they are right now, even as we speak, operating behind the scenes, manipulating the chaos, manipulating the chaos to guide uh, the nations of the world to come under the authority of Lucifer and Satan and their counterfeit kingdom of heaven, known as the New World Order, which is a one-world economic system, a one-world government, and a one-world religion. Now, in our time period, this same uh, group of people, these occultists and Luciferians, they have merely changed the name of the New World Order for branding purposes, marketing purposes, and they have renamed it the Great Reset. But when you read the goals of the Great Reset, the goals of the Great Reset are precisely the same as the goals of the New World Order. The Great Reset is designed to subjugate mankind under the rule of Lucifer and a Luciferian elite and bring about a Luciferian one-world government, one-world religion, and one-world economic system. And that is where you and I are on the timeline. But it's important, it's absolutely important to grasp this. Now, I want to take a moment, a brief moment, to tell you, to exhort you, you need to get copies of some of my books so you know the background of everything that I've just said. You need to be challenged to take a deeper dive and acquire a deeper level of knowledge. When you acquire the deeper level of knowledge, you will also acquire power, because you will acquire the wisdom of God, which, of course, is priceless. So I, I exhort you to get, because right now you can save a lot of money, the, the, the books are at super discount prices right now, get yourself uh, book bundle discounts of The Greatest Battle for the Hearts and Minds of Mankind in the History of the World, The Day the Dollar Died, which explains the secret occult system behind the dollar and the Federal Reserve and the banking system, A Prophecy of the Future of America, Volume 1, A Prophecy of the Future of America, Volume 2, um, Conquering the Matrix, which deals with scientific and occultic mind control and how to defeat it, how to recognize it, how to defeat it, and numerous other books. Get yourself a copy of Are You Ready? and The Warning, and become powerful spiritually, because knowledge is power. So take advantage of the discounts. Go to paulmcguire.us. That's paulmcguire.us. Now, these are the truths that the body of Christ needs to hear, that, that people in America and around the world need to hear, because the truths that I'm sharing with you come from the truths directly in the Word of God. And the reason the America was fertile soil for the birth of the American dream, it was because the pilgrims and Puritans took a deep dive in learning and gaining a deeper knowledge of the Word of God, which is what I've been trying to do to pass on to people all over America and the world, to pass on to you, the listener. That's the purpose of Paul McGuire Ministries and Paradise Mountain Church International. So I need you to stand with me with your donations, financial contributions. I need you to be prayer warriors with us. I need you to help us fight the rigging system 
And you're either with us or really you're against us, because if you're not doing anything, you're against us. And I'm not just speaking of me in the singular sense. I'm speaking of we, all those that are true Christians, the supernatural body of Christ on earth. All right, visit paulmcguire.us. That's paulmcguire.us. We will be back in just a moment. Wherever you are on planet Earth, wherever you are across the United States of America, anywhere, wherever you are, and I don't know where that may be, it could be anywhere, but the point is, you're listening to the Paul McGuire Report on Paul McGuire, getting back to knowledge is power, and understanding the spiritual dynamics of power, understanding the quantum physics of authentic biblical revival. Now, to say that, if you misinterpret what I'm saying, at some kind of New Age gobbledygook, then, then you just don't get it. And you need to, to study and learn and know what you're talking about. Because I'm not bending the truth of God's Word one iota to some passing fancy of, of New Age philosophy. Okay, so we're in agreement on that, I hope. I'm talking about the authority of God's Word based on an authentic biblical worldview. But let's not forget that God is omniscient. He's all-knowing. So every part of our reality, every structure of our reality, whether that structure is subatomic, whether it is interdimensional, whether it is uh, microscopic, whether it is derived from uh, another dimension, but the Bible talked about other dimensions back in Genesis. The invisible world, the spiritual realm, is talked about over and over again in the Bible. The, the Apostle Paul talked about it in detail in the book of Ephesians. And we have to remember that we are, you know, it's not whether you want it or not, whether I want it or not. The, the issue is, what does God's Word say about it? And then our responsibility is to obey the Word of God and conform our thoughts and thinking to what God says. The problem with the church is it elevates and attempts to deify mankind by putting men and women on a, some kind of throne, or science on a throne, or, or this institution on a throne. The problem with putting inferior beings and inferior thought systems on a throne and then worshiping them, is that that's the spiritual equivalent uh, of you and I, and this is not uh, intended to be a slur against uh, anybody in a uh, culture that, that is a non-Western culture, but let's say we were to, to be deep in the Amazon jungle somewhere, where life, there's no electricity, there's no you know, cell phones or internet, and life is very, very primitive. Now, there was there was a movie, an independent independent film made a number of years ago. I can't. I think it was called "The Gods Must Be Crazy." <laughs> and as I recall, the, the the it was one of these artsy films. So so the gods must be crazy. As I recall, one of the the, the theme of the film was, I think it was a Coke can fell out of the sky. It was either a Coke can, a Coca Cola can that fell out of the sky or a Coca-Cola bottle that fell out of the sky. I don't remember which it was, a Coca-Cola bottle or a Coca-Cola can. In any case, it fell out of the sky, 
and landed among a, a primitive, isolated tribe, you know, living in the jungle. And they created an entire religion because they began to worship this uh, Coca-Cola can or the Coca-Cola bottle. And, and, and the film was a satire. I don't, I don't even remember what the point of the film was, except that you know, I guess the filmmaker was trying to impart his sarcasm to us and his anti-religious perspective by, by in, insinuating that the Christian religion and all religions are nothing more than, you know, you and I being like primitive natives living in a jungle. And we happen to see a Coca-Cola bottle or a Coca-Cola can falling out of the sky. And then we begin to worship and structure our society around it. Well, sorry, Mr. or Mrs. Filmmaker. That's not really the way reality is. Uh, you look at the massive ancient monuments from the, which are the leftovers of ancient super civilizations that, are, that existed all across planet Earth. You see the Incan ruins and the Mayan ruins and, and the Egyptian pyramids and these gigantic structures deep in, in the forests of Russia and these giant structures in, in India and uh, you know, picture statues of massive Buddhas and these giant temples in Tibet. I mean, they're all over the place. And some of them are, are built deep underground where there are massive temples and the leftovers of, of what apparently were uh, massive ancient civilizations. Okay, the point is that man has intrinsically known from the beginning, from the fall of man, there is an inner knowing in all men and women of the deity, of God. Now, it's only when evangelism occurs that people know that this God, this deity, the true God is the Lord Jesus Christ and, and the biblical God, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. But we're involved in a spiritual war. Now, we're not in a battle with mythological Coca-Cola bottles and Coca-Cola cans. We're in a real spiritual war. And very brilliant men uh, who were occultists as well as scientists like Sir John Dee, like Sir Francis Bacon, they were receiving communications from the Enochian angels about how to build technology, how to create scientific inventions, how and why they should expand the British Empire economically, militarily. And then they were acting on the supernatural information that they were receiving on a regular basis from the Enochian angels. Now think about that for a moment. That is beyond everything you were ever taught in public school, private school, university, college, kindergarten, or whatever. You were never taught about higher-level realities. So, in a sense, you've been programmed to have a flatline perspective of reality, and that, and unless you correct that with studying the Word of God and renewing your mind with the Word of God, unless you correct that, you are going to be defeated continually in the spiritual battle. And that's the predicament, by the way, of the evangelical and so-called Bible-believing church in America. It, it has done what the uh, Deuteronomy chapter 28 warned us not to do. We, are, we have begun to worship idols. We are deserting and rejecting the Word of God, and we're praying, paying the price for it. 
and and God warned that this would be the general situation with mankind in the last days. Okay, I want to uh, examine with you something that the Apostle Paul wrote in the book of Ephesians, where he talks about the fact that the, the, the warfare we're fighting is a warfare that exists in the spiritual realm or the invisible world. So it's very important to, to understand this. So in Ephesians chapter 6, verse starting at verse 10, it says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. And then there's a description of the the spiritual armor of God that the Apostle Paul is telling us that we need to daily not only stand, but we need to put on what is called the full armor of God, which is a supernatural armor. So it says, stand therefore, having girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace, above all, taking the shield of faith, with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. Okay, that's like a how-to manual of spiritual warfare. Okay, so the first thing that, that Paul is teaching us is that we need to be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. That means, quite simply, that we're to be strong, not in and of ourselves, not through human uh, human willpower, not through mere positive thinking, you know, not through uh, half-truths like, if it's going to be, it's up to me. That's absurd. When you die, you're going to resurrect and go into heaven if you believe in Jesus Christ. That comes about because you put your faith in Christ, invited Jesus Christ into your life, repented of your sins, You were cleansed by the blood of Jesus by faith. You invited Jesus Christ into your life, and he made you born again by faith. What that caused was that caused you to be saved. So in the nanosecond that you die, you will be absent from your human physical body, and you will be in the presence of the Lord in a brand new supernatural glorified body. That comes about through faith in the Word of God, the blood of Jesus, and asking Christ to come into your life. It does not come about. You don't get resurrected from the dead. You don't get into heaven, and you don't have a brand new glorified body based on your willpower or some PMA, positive mental attitude. You don't get into heaven. You're not born again. Your sins are not forgiven by, if it's going to be, it's up to me. You can, you can chant that all you want as you're dying and ready to croak on your deathbed. You can say over and over again, you know, affirmations. That's like really big in New Age circles. You, you state out loud affirmations. Well, you can say over and over again, if it's going to be, it's up to me. If it's going to be, it's up to me. You can say that all you want, 
like a like a little kid's choo-choo train, a toy train. And I don't know if you've ever been a dad, but when my kids were really, really young, they, they we got a you know electric train with a train track, and we made a small track that went in a large circle. So they called it the choo-choo train. You know, choo-choo, choo-choo, daddy, choo-choo. <laughs> I'm having fond memories remembering that. Daddy, the choo-choo train. You know what I'm talking about. So, <laughs> so uh, th- th- you know, that's fine for kids, dads and moms. But a Christian who's, who should be learning how to use the full armor of God has got to get a little bit more intense than choo-choo trains. And in, in, in any case, chanting, if it's going to be, it's up to me, is the equivalent of watching a choo-choo train go round and round again in a circle. You know, it's cute. It's, it's, it, it makes kids feel good. But it doesn't go anywhere. The same with your eternal salvation and resurrecting from the dead. It, that doesn't come about because you you say choo 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 choo, or the the equivalent would be in my on uh, on the spot parable. The equivalent would be to to say if it's going to be, it's up to me. If it's going to be, it's up to me. And then you croak. Well, if you didn't repent and invite Christ into your life and invited Christ, and asked Christ to forgive you of your sins, you you're not going to be absent from your body and in the presence of the Lord. You're not going to be in heaven. You're not going to make it. Because if it's going to be, it's not up to you. It's up to God, and you've got to put your faith in God's Word on God's terms. That's pretty simple, huh? Yes, it's simple. It's not hard. It's called obeying the Word of God and not putting a man or some stupid idea on the throne. Okay, finally, be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. So the emphasis here by the Apostle Paul is that we are to be strong in the Lord. That means we are to receive by faith a supernatural strength, not a natural human willpower strength. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. So we're to be strong in the Lord, the power of the Holy Spirit, the dunamis, the dynamite power of God, and in the power of his might. His might is his anointing, his Holy Spirit, his power, his strength. His wisdom, which is supernatural and spiritual, and is acquired by faith and believing God's word. That's entirely different than affirmations and saying stuff like, if it's going to be, it's up to me. That's cute, but it doesn't cut it. It's not going to get you into heaven. And I I tell you that because I love you in Christ. And it would be the same if somebody programmed your GPS uh, wrong in your car or cell phone. And they programmed it wrong, and you were driving in L.A., and because they programmed your GPS wrong, you ended up driving to Santa Monica, and you ended up driving onto the, the, the dock area, the big wooden structure that, that is above the Pacific Ocean. And if you weren't looking at the landscape physically and only following a, a, false, a faulty program GPS, you could potentially drive your vehicle off the the wooden giant structure of, of the Pacific over the Pacific Ocean and drive your car splash plunk into the Pacific Ocean. Now that wouldn't be whose fault is it? Well that, that's not the point. The point is if you're going the wrong de- direction because you got the wrong instructions, no matter why or how you got the wrong instructions, you need to correct that before you continue on any further. And that's the, the point of my on the spot parable. Okay, and then Paul says, put on the whole armor of God, so that we might stand against the wiles or the strategies, the schemes, 
the psyops of the devil. Why? Paul tells us in verse 12, For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. Now, this is a hierarchy of demonic powers he's listing. But against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Okay, so there's a hierarchy, an organized hierarchy of demonic beings and fallen angels under Lucifer's command. Now, here's where, where, where it's going to get a little bit heavy, but you've got to know the truth so that you can be set free. The reality is, is that there are people in high places on planet Earth right now. There are invisible rulers. I'm talking about people in high places who are human beings, or, or you know, they're human beings, super wealthy, super powerful, trillionaire, billionaire class that they have surrendered their lives to Satan, and like Sir John D. and like Sir Francis Bacon, they are in regular communication with the Enochian angels, the fallen angels, the demonic entities, the principalities and powers, the rulers of the darkness of this age, and the spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. So you have high-level globalist organizations, high-level globalists, you have the super, super rich, who are trillionaires and massive billionaires, the 1% who are secretly running planet Earth, and they are in the process right now, even as we speak, of facilitating and bringing into being the very instructions that they have been receiving for many centuries. This invisible or uh, this globalist uh, Luciferian elite has been communicating with fallen angels, Enochian angels, fallen angels, since the beginning of time, and they have been been getting specific plans, specific instructions, specific technologies, specific sciences, specific economic systems, and more, and lots more. They have been communicating with with high-level demonic entities and fallen angels sent to them by Lucifer. The way they gain access to that is through a myriad spectrum of ways. One, the creation of interdimensional portals like the Tower of Babel in ancient Babylon, the performing of rituals, getting involved in, in deep meditation, occultic practices, psychedelic drugs, contacting spirit guides, channeling spirit guides. There's an, an entire spectrum of methodologies which enable human beings to get detailed information, technological, futuristic plans, scientific futuristic plans, plans for the reorganization of planet Earth, plans for the extermination of uh, 7 billion people uh, on planet Earth through euthanasia. Where, Where do you think that idea came from? Who could it be that has the supernatural power, that has the access to the highest level scientific knowledge and the highest level uh, technological uh, uh, creations? Who is it that would have access to this high-level futuristic technology and science and economics and and global organizational systems, etc.? Who would it be? Who would it be that would have the audacity to fight against God's primary mandate, God's primary will revealed in his word, what, what is God's primary mission 
for mankind in the beginning. What did God Almighty, the Supreme Being, say to Adam and Eve in the beginning? This is, this is the crux of the matter. And it takes us up right now to the present nanosecond. This is the crux of the matter. And if you do not understand the crux of the matter, you are going to be, by default, a fool, an imbecile, a useless idiot, a clown, a buffoon. Do I need to go on? No, I don't need to go on. When you, have, when you don't have knowledge, you are poor because you don't have the spiritual power that comes from biblical knowledge. So you can fight me on this, but you're fighting against God, not because I presume that I'm God, but because what I'm teaching you comes directly from the Word of God. Read it. I'll read it to you. I've been reading it to you for years. Okay, and I'm not tra- talking down to, 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 the, to the regular listeners of this program. The purpose is to exhort you. It's to challenge you. It's to, it's to motivate you to step up your game. My purpose, the purpose of my heart in saying things this way, is because I love you in Jesus Christ. And true love confronts. It doesn't pacify. Any parent will tell you that. True love confronts in love. So I hope you take this message in love, because it's, it's meant to be uh, spoken in love. Okay, so I'm looking at the beginning of the book of Genesis, where it says, In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. Now, as we continue on in Genesis, we see that God, in his incredible genius, omnipotence, uh, and incredible intelligence, his infinite intelligence, he creates the entire solar system, the universe, the galaxies, the, 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 the microscopic, the, the, the astronomical, everything. He creates all and everything. There's nothing that he didn't create. Um, he created the species. He created the law of seed, planting seeds and harvesting. He created the different species and, and the rules of reproduction and not to interbreed species or mix the DNA of, let's say, animals or fallen angels with the DNA of human beings. So, we see in the book of Genesis, well, so for example, let's go to Genesis, and in Genesis 26 it says, Then God said, Let us make man in our image, in our likeness, let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over the cattle, over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. The DNA, we have, listen, we have the DNA of God if we don't defile it and pollute it. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Then God blessed them, and God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over every living thing that moves on the earth. Now, God wants to open up his word to you through the power of the Holy Spirit, and give you revelation knowledge of what this means, because it speaks precisely to our time period. So back to the question, who would it be that has the audacity to try to challenge or undo the will of God? Satan. Lucifer, the fallen angel, is, has, has gone insane. Lucifer has gone insane with jealousy as he covets and lusts after and desires to sit. He, Lucifer wants to sit on the throne room of God. Lucifer 
is leading a coup d'etat. Lucifer is right now leading a spiritual revolution along with the fallen angels and along with uh, uh, all men and women that have made a covenant with the devil. Lucifer is creating, is launching a spiritual revolution where Lucifer, his intention is to kick God off the throne. And Lucifer, the fallen angel, uh, wants to sit on the throne of God, and then when he does that, he will demand that the entire world worships him as God. This is what is in the core of Lucifer's soul. And so everything Lucifer does is to counterfeit what God has done. Lucifer cannot create an original, authentic human being species that is created in the image of God. Why? Because Lucifer is not God. He's a counterfeit God. So anything Lucifer creates in terms of uh, even a vain attempt at creating mankind in his own image, that's impossible for Lucifer. And it is impossible for Lucifer's followers. But because they are blinded by their covetousness and their lust, because they're blinded by their spiritual deception, they are right now through transhumanism and the perversion of certain sciences and technologies, they are attempting through transhumanism, since, since Lucifer cannot create anything in terms of God's image, because he's not God, he can only cr- create a corrupt counterfeit. Lucifer, who do you think is sneaking into this world system the secret and hidden knowledge of genetic manipulation, of DNA reconfiguration, and these futuristic sciences and technologies? Who do you think is passing this information on to to high-level scientists and high-level technologists and and people who are geneticists and uh, involved in euthanasia and genetic engineering. Who do you think it is? There's a secret hidden in the darkness in planet Earth, and we have all experienced it in the last couple of years through through a uh, social isolation and the vax, etc. What is the mystery that is being concealed from us? The mystery that is being concealed from us is the fact that fallen angels, demons, principalities and powers, and Luciferian knowledge is secretly being passed on to the temporary kings and queens of this earth, the CEOs, the the rich and the mighty of this world system. They are being uh, given advanced Luciferian technology and knowledge so that Lucifer can attempt to topple the throne room of God and block the further creation of authentic human beings made directly in the genetic image of the biblical God of the universe. That's what all of these spiritual battles are really all about. And the, what Lucifer wants is he, cra- he craves to be God, so he wants to be worshipped by God. But because he's not God, the only way he can get worship is through counterfeit worship, by making deals by enticing men and women to sell their souls. And then Lucifer intends to, he plans to topple the true God from sitting on the rebuilt temple in Jerusalem, where the Messiah, Jesus Christ, will rule and reign planet Earth for a literal thousand-year millennial reign of Jesus Christ, which is a fulfillment of the Abrahamic covenant, by the way. His co-ruler will be King David. And this happens during the millennial reign of Jesus Christ, a literal 1,000-year 
reign of Jesus Christ on earth, where Lucifer is locked up and the fallen angels and the principalities and powers and all those who accepted the mark of the beast are locked up in God's supermax prison, commonly known as the Lake of Fire. I talk about this in my book, The Greatest Battle and Power from One High. Okay, so we see that secretly, just like there were, there were secret, let's call them secret agents, but what they really are is they're secret demonic entities, secret fallen angels, secret principalities and powers that are passing on classified information, classified information on futuristic science fiction-like technologies and sciences like genetics and economics and genetic engineering and all kinds of things, directed energy beam weapons, all kinds of things. And this passing on of high-level technologies and a elevation of consciousness which allows you to integrate not only scientific and technological knowledge, but you're able to integrate scientific and technological knowledge with sorcery, magic, psychic power, false prophets, false uh, signs and wonders, lying signs and wonders. You see, they're, they're all spread out on the same continuum of reality that science and technology is spread out on. The Lord will give you the power to understand this, by the way. As you read his word faithfully, the Lord will open up the truth of his God's the truth of God's word. So going back to Mount Hermon, when when two hundred fallen angels, the Enochian angels, descended on Mount Hermon, they looked at human women with lust, and they mated with human women, which created a hybrid race that was a illicit mixture of the DNA of human women with the DNA of fallen angels or demons. And that produced the race of the Nephilim and the Rephium. They were the Enochian angels that, mated, that first mated with human women. And that is the genetic engineering uh, through satanic planning. Now, the Enochian angels also distributed and gave to human men and women on Mount Hermon advanced scientific knowledge, advanced scientific and technological knowledge on an entire spectrum of things that allowed mankind to literally gain control of, of futuristic technology, futuristic sciences, and all kinds of, of knowledge that allowed mankind to, to transform the reality all around him. So we see, when we, we read the text carefully, we see that this paradigm of the demons and the fallen angels and the principalities and powers and the Enochian angels secretly passing on intelligence and high-level knowledge of technology and science to mankind so that mankind would obey Satan and uh, become part of Satan's army. And, and also, they were buying favor uh, from mankind. The demonic realm was buying favor from mankind by giving them all these technologies and sciences, and then allowing human women to be impregnated by the fallen angels and the demons, creating the race of the Nephilim and Rephaim. And so we see this, this transaction between the fallen angels and the demons giving technology, science, and knowledge to mankind. It's a, it's a repetitive principle in history that has been concealed and hidden and managed by the world's elite, the world's Luciferian elite. So we see it beginning on Mount Hermon, 
We see it when the land of Canaan is invaded and conquered by uh, vast hordes of Nephilim and Rephium giants and the hybrid race of uh, demons and fallen angels that mix their DNA with human women. And so all these pagan tribes that worship satanic gods like the Hittites, the Jebusites, the Girgashites, etc., all these Canaanite uh, tribes uh, who are occupying Canaan um, are worshiping the God, are worshiping Satan in the form of Baal, and they're, worship, they're worshiping Satan in the form of Ashtaroth, a female Satan. And then we see further on that the fallen angels come back before the flood and massively begin to corrupt the DNA of all of creation, except for uh, Noah and his family and their wives and. Uh, uh, all the animals that they bring on the ark two by two, with the exception of all those animals and human beings that are brought on the ark, the rest of the created order, birds, animals, fish, men and women, have all had their DNA corrupted through the genetic engineering and experimentation of the Nephilim, Rephium, and the fallen angels. And so we see the fallen angels and their work God wipes out their genetic perversions through a great flood. But this continuous, this, this continual theme, when, when you see the super civilizations, the architectural and archaeological uh, relics of these giant temples, these giant cities, the, the legend of Atlantis and Thule and Hyperborea, etc., they all talk to us about ancient, highly advanced technological civilizations. And even in the modern era, we see, even before Adolf Hitler and the Nazis, who were in regular contact, the Nazis and Adolf Hitler uh, were created through the structure of occult secular organizations like the Thule Society, like uh, Golden Dawn, like um, a lot of other occult secret societies, the Vril Society, after the Vril Force. And so the Nazi scientists, the Nazi rocket scientists, the Nazi mind control scientists, and the Nazi genetic scientists were all secretly the recipients of highly supernatural classified information being fed to them or being given to them by the fallen angels, the demons, the principalities and powers, were secretly passing on blueprints, diagrams, technological uh, instructions, scientific instructions that enabled the Nazis to move uh, like lightning and, and supersede the technologies of America and Great Britain and the other nations. That's why the Nazis were able to build their v- V2 rockets under Werner von Braun, who later was smuggled into America and became the head of NASA. That's why there's a direct connection between all of these genetic DNA technologies MKUltra, the rocket program, eugenics, DNA reconfiguration, that those instructions were all given to the Nazi scientists and to Adolf Hitler and his military generals. They were given to them secretly by demonic entities and the agents of Satan in the form of fallen angels. You see, this was hidden deliberately during the Nuremberg trials, because the powers that be that govern this planet don't want the average person, and they don't especially want Christians to know about the full implications and the full reality 
of what all this means. I mean, going back to the Anakian angels giving detailed instructions to Sir John Dee and Sir Francis Bacon about how to create a new world order via the British Empire and via uh, America. I mean, the occult symbolism on the back of the U.S. dollar, where it directly talks about Nuvos Order Seclorum, or New World Order, or New Order of the Ages. The pyramid, which is an occult symbol, that the pyramid is the same architectural uh, structure as the Tower of Babel, which was also built in a pyramidical or ziggurat form. So Mystery Babylon and ancient Egyptian pharaoh god-king system, which I write about in my book, um, Power from on High, all talk about the secret occult knowledge and plans that were given to the British Empire, to the Luciferian elite that operate in this world and still operate today. The United Nations, organizations like uh, UNESCO, the, the, the thinking of Aldous Huxley and Julian Huxley, who were transhumanists and advocates for the scientific occultic dictatorships. Madame Blavatsky, with, with her uh, demon communicated via spirit guides, she conceived through the, the occult spirit guides from Tibet. She, she communicated to the, the world's elite what was known as the plan. And that that concept, that occultic satanic concept known as the plan, is still operational today. The plan comes from the mind and servants of Satan. Its purpose is to erect a satanic counterfeit of the kingdom of God where Lucifer is worshipped instead of God. The plan, the implementation of the plan on planet Earth, is the real agenda and purpose of the United Nations. It's the real agenda and purpose of the Great Reset. Now that you know that, and many of you do know that, you have to move to the next level of understanding. You have to apply what the Bible has to say about all of this, and you have to understand the fundamental principle. And the fundamental principle is this. There is no power greater in the universe than the power of the love of God, or the biblical God, the biblical God is a triune God, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. The biblical God exists in a trinity. The biblical God is God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. When the biblical God, the triune God, chooses to send his absolute supernatural and divine power into men and women, that is known as power from on high. Power from on high is the supernatural power of God. It is the dunamis, dynamite, explosive power of God. There is no power in the universe that is equivalent to or equal to the dunamis or power from on high. When God tells his people to tarry in Jerusalem or to pray and to seek the face of the Lord until he clothes you with the dunamis, the dynamite power of God or power from on high, God is not playing games. This is not some cute toy that God is giving to his people. When God's people are clothed with power from on high, they are suddenly and instantaneously and supernaturally enhanced with the greatest power in all of the universe. There, there is nothing that can stop the power of the Holy Spirit, the dunamis dynamite power of God. And when God's people, God's children, 
are walking in the power of the Holy Spirit. In a biblical sense, the dunamis dynamite power of God, there is no demon, there is no fallen angel, there is no principality or power, there is no earthly structure, there is no disciple or follower of Satan that can successfully thwart the purposes and intentions of God's people when they're clothed with power from on high. Power from on high is a force that vastly transcends and overpowers any demonic force of any nature. There is no contest. It is game over. I'm telling you this right now under the anointing of the Holy Spirit so that you can pass it on in a, in a kind of willful, intentional transmission of the truth by communicating the truth of God's Word, which is the purpose of this program, the Paul McGuire Report. But what we need to do as the body of Christ in America today, above anything, is get back and, and fix our minds on the Word of God. And after fixing our minds back on the Word of God, we are to wait and, and seek the Lord until He clothes us with authentic power from on high. When we're clothed with the authentic power from on high, we are unstoppable. It is at that moment that it is game over. When it is game over, that means it's over. The plan of Satan is thwarted. It will usher in the return or second coming of Jesus Christ. Why do you think Jesus Christ has not yet returned in light of all the signs of the times and the incredible wickedness of our time period? Why do you think Jesus Christ at this moment has not yet returned? Well, the reason Jesus Christ has not yet returned is because God is love. And it is the desire of God and the will of God, above anything else, to save as many people, to save as many human beings as he possibly can. And because God's primary purpose is to bring as many human beings and as many souls as he possibly can to live with him in heaven for all eternity. This is God's number one desire. So God is, is braced and he's rising from his throne. He's ready to return, but God is waiting for his people. That's you and I. That's the true supernatural body of Christ on earth. He's waiting us. He's waiting for us to finish the job of the last day's soul harvest. But that can't happen unless we're clothed with power from on high. It would be the equivalent of trying to, to win an Olympic competition, but you never worked out. I mean, just imagine trying to get a gold medal in the Olympics, in any given sport, but you show up on, on, on the schedule to compete in whatever the sport is you're competing in, but you never, you never practiced. You never worked out. How, how well do you think that you're, you're, you would do? Well, you would do horribly. You would fail in front of the entire world. When Christians try to bring in the last day's soul harvest and win souls to Jesus Christ and successfully evangelize, absent power from on high, it becomes a futile exercise. God knows that. So there first has to be obedience from the true, authentic, supernatural body of Christ to receive power from on high. And then after we receive power from on high, we're to obey God and move boldly and win souls for Jesus Christ, ignite a biblical uh, revival, and make disciples of all nations. And it's in the process of saving souls and God blessing that effort. And when, and God makes this decision because it's only he who is all-knowing, when God sees that the last soul that can be saved is saved for this time period, 
beginning with the fall of mankind, when God sees that the last soul is saved through the efforts of, of the church reaching out to the world in evangelism, then, and only then, when all the souls that will be saved are saved, then God will be ready to return. But that hasn't happened yet. So the only thing holding God back at this moment is his incredible love for mankind. Now, Satan despises mankind because he despises the authentic creation of God. And so the reason Satan is targeting our DNA through his disciples is because if he can pervert and twist our DNA, then that blocks the birth. When God said, be fruitful and multiply, he was talking about within his laws of reproduction. God's not interested in hybrid species humans. God wants authentic, 100% human beings with 100% human DNA, because only those human beings can be authentically saved, authentically forgiven of sins, and authentically born again, and authentically brought into the kingdom of heaven to live with Jesus Christ for all eternity. So this is what is at stake right now. And this is where we really are on the prophetic timeline. And I pray in the name of Jesus that the Holy Spirit of Almighty God, the same Spirit that saves, the same Spirit that convicts, I pray that the Holy Spirit would come upon your eyes now and restore to you and restore to me the spiritual vision that God destined us to have before the beginning of time, so that our eyes can be opened spiritually and we can bring in and obey God by bringing in this last day's soul harvest. And that is what is really happening in the invisible realm. That, that's, this is all connected. What's happening in Israel, what's happening with the war for human DNA, what's happening in community levels and global levels and national levels, the coming of a cashless society, the coming with a mandatory uh, microchip, biochip, nanochip implant, all of this is interconnected to God's prophetic timetable. So now is the time for us to rise in the power of the Spirit, to bow our knee before the Lord Jesus Christ, to renew our minds with the mind of Christ by reading the Word of God, and then now is the time to obey the Lord however the Lord speaks to us. Whatever the Lord is speaking to you, be quick to obey Him, because the Lord has a plan for your life, and the Lord does His work through you and I on this earth. Now, we're doing everything we can to move forward and win people to Jesus Christ. So we need your help. All I ask is that you ask the Lord what you should give in terms of donations or financial contributions, and then whatever God puts on your heart, obey him and, and give as the Lord directs you. Also, enlist as a prayer warrior for me, my family, and everyone associated with this ministry. And help us fight the rigging and censorship wars, not just for me and this ministry, but for every authentic ministry that's preaching the gospel. It is together, it is together when we are authentically one in Christ, operating not in some false ecumenical movement, which is a counterfeit of the body of Christ, but when we, as the authentic biblical body of Christ, come together to do the will of Jesus Christ and fulfill the Great Commission. God will then pour out his Holy Spirit. God will then uh, supernaturally equip us with everything we need in abundance. But God's not going to pour that out to an unfaithful, backslidden church. So repentance is key. God bless you. This is Paul McGuire. Together, this is a winnable war.
It's game over, baby. It's game over. Now let's let's walk in it and act like it. God bless you in Jesus' name. This is Paul McGuire. Visit paulmcguire.us.